Before we begin this episode, please be aware that we discuss issues including abuse, racism, discrimination and traumatic experiences. Thank you. Welcome to the Meaning of Home podcast, where we discuss the complexities and connections between home and homelessness. I'm your host, Sarah Christou, and as always, with me is the podcast's producer, Dave Angel. We are doctoral researchers at Loughborough University, part of the Harnessing Opportunities for Meaningful Environments Centre for Doctoral Training, for short, the Home CDT. We are a cohort of seven PhD projects approaching concepts of home and homelessness through a creative lens to develop impactful new research. Every month, we'll bring a new episode with a range of guests to provide commentary and conversation on different themes. In this episode, our theme is Embodied, where we'll be discussing the physical experience of homelessness and the impact of trauma on the body. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Michaela Queensborough, Children and Young People Programme Manager at AVA, Against Violence and Abuse. Michaela is a woman on a mission, a victim survivor who has harnessed her trauma to elevate as a mother and academic activist. She is an intersectional feminist and a disruptor of gender inequalities. She is the former Ending Women's Homelessness Lead at Homeless Link and currently works in the women's sector. Michaela continues to have a fervent interest in championing gender-informed approaches to end women's homelessness. Welcome, Michaela, to the Meaning of Home podcast. So, As I said, on this episode, we're discussing the theme of embodied. Although home is a multidimensional concept, physical safety remains integral to the importance of a stable home. Michaela, can you tell us about how feeling safe connects between the body and the home? Yes, um, I mean, for me, it's just about kind of like unpacking some of the things that you're you're, you're talking about there. Um, you know, how do we define safety? How do we define home? And um, home kind of suggests this idea of uh, something being permanent, something being fixed. And when we think about safety, something um, that comes to mind is a safe haven. And um, all those things really kind of juxtapose um, the idea of homelessness and, and being unaccommodated. And I was reading about the unaccommodated woman by Julia Waldhoff and exploring that idea about women in particular, which is the idea of safety being something that's a psychological state is exacerbated then by trauma. And, and that's where I really feel that they're in, interconnected. This idea of, of trauma is something that's, uh, you know, uh, a physical feeling. Not having a place of safety, somewhere to kind of, yeah, seek refuge. You know, something that stays with you, something that then becomes in, in, embodied. Uh, and I think for women in particular, that's incredibly challenging to 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 find safety, even when we think about homeless accommodation and uh being perceived as you know being accommodated that actually not being a very safe space for women uh, to navigate so yes yeah, a really interesting idea about the body safety and, and homelessness when we think about women's experiences I think you raised an interesting point there Michaela about home isn't permanent and fixed for everyone and also this idea of home as the haven is an ideal an idealization of what that physical space would be whereas it's 
based on this notion of safety. A home must be the safe place, the the inside as opposed to the outside, the private as opposed to the public. And this um, these binary distinctions of home and not home aren't necessarily useful because, of course, not everyone experiences home in that way. And for some, in fact, home and that private sphere, that place can be the most dangerous place, can be a very unsafe place and um, I was thinking along those lines about the notion of home what happens then when you feel unsafe in your own home yeah that's um, again a really interesting idea about how that may manifest as, 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 as as a physical experience you know how that takes over the body you know to feel unsafe as I say it's such a contradiction to feel unsafe within your own home but we know that that is the case often uh for 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 people but having uh nowhere else to to go as well kind of compounds that and that lends to the idea that physical stability and having a home that's safe or a place to go that's safe is also to do with removing uncertainty and having a life where there isn't that that stability, where there isn't certainty of where you can go, of somewhere that can that you can build a life for yourself is also part of that idea of physical safety. And we're bringing in the idea of the body. So our body is also kind of our home, I suppose, as in kind of the most micro sense of, of who we are, as well as like the physical structure of a home around us. So how does the loss of home and not having that certainty, not having that stability in a place to go, how does that impact the body? Yeah, there's like two things that really come to mind here. As I, as I kind of mentioned, you know, Julia talks about home being a skin as well and kind of affording you protection from the outside world and, and, and the threat that exists. Um, and when you don't have your home, you are on the first line of defence, if you like. And, and I think that really captures and illustrates this idea of, uh, of, of it being embodied. And for myself, um, in my early 20s, I, I, I experienced homelessness a period of homelessness but with that I appreciate my experience is very different to some of the women that I I've had the privilege of supporting along the way but what I do take from that is the feeling of displacement and feeling um insecure and feeling vulnerable and feeling that I was like a tortoise without a shell you know feeling very exposed and as I say, my experience um, was quite short, quite temporary. But nonetheless, it's it's really hard to fathom when you don't have somewhere, a secure base, you don't have a home, how that does impact you physically uh, and how that changes things. You spoke there about this idea of protection. And we have that with the body and also physical shelter and the Therefore, homelessness exposes you because it removes that 
physical protection and it puts you at risk as well. And when people can exercise control over physical space, that means there's also an element of control over their own life as well. So if you remove that physical space, you're also removing a, a person's ability to have control of their life. And having a sense of safety and protection is also part of an important feeling of control and being at home and having that space. So the physical structure of a home can also give physical structure to your life. And the loss of home is traumatic. And trauma is a significant issue for people who are experiencing homelessness. Traumatic events can create a sense of powerlessness. And trauma, of course, can involve a single experience or repeated experiences, which can overwhelm a person and cause long lasting harm. Could you talk to us a bit more about the types of trauma and um, how these kind of manifest also in terms of experiences of homelessness? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Say framing trauma as a gendered phenomenon, thinking about what that means for for women and women's experiences of homelessness, um, often being rooted in um, intimate partner uh, relationships, relationship breakdowns, um, the removal of children. That's inconceivable trauma uh, that women often navigate alone. There is a lack of support out there that helps women to undergo you know profound trauma um and and i've I've written this that firsthand you know whilst um working within homelessness services uh, again i think if you compound that then from an intersectional perspective and, and and racial trauma how you navigate systems that are overtly racist how do you how do you find safety how do you find support and when that trauma is unidentified as well it's it's, it's not recognized you know it's, it's something that's minimized I think that again is um really really profound and, and and an area where what does good practice look like when we you know support people experiencing homelessness that's where we really do need uh gender informed and culturally informed uh, approaches And of course, homelessness and the experience of homelessness is not homogenous. And as you mentioned earlier, the experiences that you've had uh, in your own life are also not necessarily comparable to others that you've met and other women that you've worked with and also between each of those women. So when we talk about the experience of homelessness or, of course, Likewise, the experience of trauma, we're talking about very individual, personal experiences as well. And they can have intersecting challenges and difficulties, uh, which is something you've uh, referenced as well in terms of culture, ethnicity, gender, and I suppose ability, disability, age, um, sex, religion. There's so many other elements to our identity that can also impact how we both are exposed and vulnerable to different types of traumatic experiences, as well as how we're then supported or not to be able to reduce that the harm that it that that has. 
it's this revolving door of, of, of homelessness because the, the trauma at the core has never been identified, has never been, yeah, there's never, there hasn't been space or, or the appropriate services to begin to, to heal. How do you, you know, begin to unpack all of those those layers when you're, you you know, you you go into temporary accommodation or a homeless hostel and you're expected to move on within a four-month window. You know, these are really deep-rooted issues. Um, and we spoke about trauma, something that becomes embodied just because you have a roof over your head does not kind of relinquish or, or afford freedom of, of that. It is something that, you know, stays. So, as I say, from my experience working with women, child removal, um, domestically uh, abusive relationships um, have been really core core to their to their trauma. Again, that just really highlight you know that 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 inequalities do exist around around homelessness, and then barriers that we barriers that are experienced you know um access to to healthcare access to even registering for a doctor. There were occasions where you know, some service users were, you know, refused access to to register for a GP surgery because they lived uh, at a, a local homeless hostel. And that was something that was 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 challenged, of course. But um, without that support to challenge and advocate, you know, how do you then, you know, navigate those systems that are, you know, fundamental when there there are, you know, health inequalities and and and, and support is needed to to help manage health conditions? It does erode homelessness does erode health you know and does erode the body and we know that people experiencing homelessness do have a you know a a lower life expectancy compared to the the rest of the population and you brought up there about the inequalities that exist and barriers to accessing services and of course that connects back to an idea of uh, intergenerational trauma as well and we see that the experience of trauma in early life especially has a negative impact on both the body and the brain. And in addition, childhood and adolescent homelessness and lifetime trauma can be a catalyst for future homelessness. And so a refinement in responses to homelessness means trauma-informed wraparound services are required in parallel to safe housing what support do people experiencing homelessness need then to feel safe when simply a physical shelter is a start but it's not enough absolutely and um you know the the answer is 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 in um you know what you've just described there it is about looking at the individual it is about moving away from a one-size-fits-all approach it is about meeting individuals at the intersection of their inequalities it is about honoring trauma-informed practice in its most authentic form you hear cultural competency and and culturally informed practice but it's not something that's independent of trauma-informed care it is actually a key principle Uh, likewise gender-informed support it's it's become uh, an an add-on but it is actually fundamental to being truly trauma-informed so it sounds like 
you know, you're asking for a lot, but not really. You know, it is about taking the time to really understand someone's lived experience and where they are coming from and what has happened to them uh, and responding appropriately. And yes, being, as I say, it's really key to to really to practice those values and those principles. And yeah, they are all interconnected and, and interlinked. So I, I, I feel that and what I've seen in practice is 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 the power of a trauma-informed approach. It is truly transformative. I've I've seen that, and uh, there are several people that I've supported that is is testament to uh, really taking the time, given the trauma people have experienced, to to build and establish a relationship that is based on trust, transparency, and understanding that that takes time as well, and to really empower and to promote choice. And as I say, the idea of uh, racial trauma, historical trauma, adverse childhood experiences, gender informed uh, support, cultural competency, it's it's not an add on. It is actually about being uh, trauma aware. And so, as you said, moving away from those one size fits all approaches, building trust as well seems to be a key factor there. Do you think is there sort of one that comes before the other? It Does a stable home help somebody to feel physically safe? Or do you have to address that personal safety first before a home can then feel secure? It's a sort of a, I suppose it might not be a chicken and egg type situation or where, how you're able to do those in tandem. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good question and again just just taking an individualized approach to what the individual needs and for some it may well be having uh you know that physical safety in the form of of having a home having a secure base to be able to unpack your belonging something uh as simple as that to have a, a sense of uh permanence may be enough to start to begin to to feel uh safe and for some it may be that you know working on that that physical safety and and trying to unpick you know what um is going to help improve that before somebody is is then you know placed in accommodation and i think that's something that's that's seen quite often um where where placements with women with housing first where those placements may not um you know work out because the the woman doesn't want to stay in the property on her own so there's that really highlights that idea of then you know you've got your home but you're not feeling uh, a sense of physical safety you 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 know you you feel vulnerable you feel vulnerable on your own and um yeah it's, it's a really interesting idea and and it feels appropriate to, to see how each individual, what their needs are, and then respond based on that. What would you like to see service providers doing uh, to help people experiencing homelessness process their traumatic experiences? I've mentioned, you know, honouring trauma-informed care in its most authentic form and uh, there are times when the word is used uh, as a buzzword and um, it's it's about capacity building uh, and supporting 
the sector and those that come into contact, you know, it's bigger than just the homelessness sector. It's 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 an approach that is used, uh, I believe, in Scotland uh, in in more than just one area relating to, to homelessness. It is something that is, would be transformative for us all. Trauma is so commonplace, but I do feel that yes, it's about allowing people to really understand how you move from a theory so trauma-informed practice in theory how you actually apply that what does it look like and to to equip people with the tools to engage each of those areas based on the individual and you know I really have to shout out you know there's so many change makers that are working to affect change around homelessness at Ava for example we have a women's homelessness program that we are leading on um, and again that generates good practice likewise Homeless Link uh, with that ending women's homelessness program so there is so there is so much great work going on to really build capacity, but it is about having the time, it's having the time to really understand it uh, and to apply it in practice. And it's again, it's a an, it's an it's, it's a cyclical process. It's about being intentional with each interaction with each individual, and we learn through experience. And it's not something that is just really a, a quick fix but it's something about being intentional each each and every time as I say we we have contact with, with individuals who have experienced trauma. Thank you so much Michaela. We end every episode of the podcast with a recurring segment where I ask our guests the same question what does home mean to you? Michaela, what does home mean to you? So home is my go-to place. It's my fortress and my protective armour. It's a restorative and forgiving place where I can really be my authentic self with the people that I love. It's the cocoon where I healed, where I emerged a woman on a mission and a woman with a vision. Um, And home is my tortoise shell. I think that's a really beautiful way of expressing it particularly the idea of the cocoon and a place to heal. Thank you, Michaela. That brings us to the end of this episode. We would like to thank our guest, Michaela Queensborough, for joining us and sharing her thoughts. For more information about our work, please visit meaningofhome.uk. Follow us on Twitter at meaningofhomelu. Remember to follow and share our podcast. And of course, thank you all for listening to the meaning of home. This podcast was created by The Home CDT. It was hosted by Sarah Christou, produced and edited by Dave Angel, and the music is by the Angel Brothers. All ideas expressed in this podcast are those of the individual. The meaning of home is brought to you by doctoral researchers at Loughborough University. 